Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah, there's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't waste Seaver fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. How's everyone doing? I hope you had a good July and August. We are here to discuss the character of the month, Chrissy Seaver. And I thought, you know what? Since I really hate that episode, what is it called again? I <laughs> oh, what is it called? You know what? I forgot. Oh, that's right. There must be a pony. I am not touching that episode with a 10-foot pole. And I certainly am not going to touch the episode that has Kirk Cameron dressing up as a 6-foot tall mouse and playing Chrissy's invisible mouse friend, Ike. That is a garbage episode. I can't even believe that Kirk Cameron agreed to even do that episode. But the episode I did decide to do, Season 7, Episode 7, The Kids Still Got It. This episode aired on October 26th, 1991. And if you guys have Amazon Prime, all the episodes of all the seasons of Growing Pains are available to watch on Prime, which is awesome. In this episode, so we got two different storylines going on. We got Maggie and Carol visiting a health club. We have Mike and Jason finding out that Chrissy has head lice. So basically the Seaver house is going on lockdown. They have a huge computer printout list of everything they need to do. In terms of getting rid of the head lice. Apparently Chrissy got it from some kid at school. I mean like don't bring her into the house. Keep her outside of the house. Send her to a head lice treatment facility. I doubt that's anything that even exists, but don't bring her into the house. Cause... But then again, when did she contract the head lice? Was it just that day? I don't know how that works. I should read up on that. But anyway, that's a Chrissy Seaver episode I'm going to cover for the month of August. And we get some Luke Luscious Leonardo DiCaprio, Luke Brower, in the house. Yeah. So without further ado, let's jump into this crazy, crazy headlights episode. And we meet a new character that will be a reoccurring character for the final season of Growing Pains, which is Dwight, who will later become Carol's boyfriend. This guy, this guy is goofy. He's a little not all there, but he's got a heart of gold, this Dwight. He really, really does. He comes out with this really, really odd and, and goofy at the same time, but a sweetheart nonetheless. Alright, let's begin with the cold open. Luke is instructing Mike on how to hook up, what, two or three televisions? And he says, okay, this has to be held down while this is screwed in. You gotta be careful because it gets really hot and you can get a really bad shock. So, of course, Mike calls Ben over, like, Ben, hold this down. He's like, okay. So, of course, Ben gets shocked. He's like, why do I taste tinfoil? They have three television sets, all with different channels, so they can watch everything they want to watch. So, Maggie comes down the stairs with what she's got planned. She and Jason are going to go away to some type of a resort. You know, dancing, dinner, gazing at the sunset. 
And Luke kind of looks at her like, wait a minute, I thought you were reviewing some old... They refer to it constantly as the old folks' home. Like, because Maggie writes, like, some consumer report or consumer column or something like that. And Mike's like, Mom, why are you, why are you dragging Dad along with you? And, and she's like, Luke, it's not an old folks' resort. And I'm sure your father would be more than happy to go with me. I'm sure he's just delighted. Jason comes through the door and he's like, fucking hell, really? This is the weekend of the damn old folks' resort that you're dragging my ass to? No, thank you. He just looks like he had a rough day on the job. Between that and traffic in New York, good golly. I'm sure he just wants to hang out with the boys. Because Ben, Mike, and Luke are having a guy's weekend. Because Chrissy's going to be going off to some friend's house. Carol's in the dorm. (sighs) Yeah. So, Jason's like, please, someone just bury me right now and cover me with dirt. As he just collapses in a chair. Maggie's like, oh, honey, let's get you packed and we'll talk about it on the way to the Catskills. He's like, oh, honey, it's the weekend of the damn old folks home shit that you're dragging me to. I really don't want to go to that. And Maggie clarifies, like, honey, it's not an old folks resort. They cater to the over 40 crowd. Yeah, and? (laughs) So Jason and Maggie gotta be, what, at least mid to late 40s by then? I mean, Mike is clearly 21 at this point. And they must have had Mike when they are at least maybe 20, 22 years old. So they gotta be mid-40s. So Maggie is really trying to get Jason on board with this. Like, honey, if we hurry, they'll give us one of their honeymoon suites. It's like, they have honeymoon suites at the old folks' home? Yay. (laughs) What I thought were actually, like, dark spots and grossness on Jason's mustard yellow tie. Well, it's more of a brown mustard yellow tie, but it's actually just, like, designs and stuff. I thought they were, like, dark grease spots or something. Maggie, you're not gonna win this one. Jason does not want to go to this, and I don't blame him. Why why would you want to go to this place of people that are at least probably 10 years older than you making you realize that's where you're going to be in another decade. So Jason's like, honey, I'm so tired. I thought he was going to say, I'm so tired, I can barely keep my eyes open. But he's like, oh, I'm so tired, honey. I can't wait to hit the road. Uh, and she's like, all right, great. I'll gra- I already have you packed. So, like, uh. So let's hear what the guys got planned. A goofy guy weekend. And Jason is like, I want a goofy guy weekend. I don't want to be dragged anywhere by my wife. I mean, if you think about it, I bet Jason's a little envious of the guys. They got their free time. They're not tied down by jobs. They don't have a wife that's nagging them, <laughs> reminding that him how old he is. <laughs> so I'll play this clip. How come you guys are watching three TVs? Oh, Dad, Dad, listen to this. Carol's going to school, right? Chrissy's going to the Hendersons for the weekend, and Luke, Ben, and I are going to live on this couch for two days of non-stop sports, greasy food, and all-around knucklehead guy stuff. <laughs> knucklehead guy stuff? <laughs> Dad, it's too bad you can't stay with us. I mean, nothing could ruin this perfect weekend. Hello? Yeah. Carol, what are you doing here? Brianne set fire to our dorm room with her butane curling iron. All right, I got chips, Slim Jims, pork rinds, and spray cheese. Ah! What are you doing here? Okay, Jason, I left your suitcase open upstairs. Just throw on your dancing shoes and let's go. Honey, just hypothetically speaking, what do you think would happen if I said, I don't really want to go with you this weekend? Well, hypothetically speaking, we could fit a bed in the basement. (laughs) Good thing that was a hypothetical question. Jason, are you coming because you want to, or are you just being nice to me? Honey, come on. We've been married for 23 years. We don't have to be nice to each other. Jason, why don't you just stay home? All right. I mean, all right. Uh, Dad, Dad, you don't want Mom to make that long trip all by herself, do you? Don't help me here, Mike. Yeah, no, but she can take Carol. What? Please, 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 please. Oh, come on, Carol. What do you say? You want to keep your old mom company? Well, gee, Mom, Why I really have a lot of homework. Why you dirt oh, well, on then, her face? Uh, sure, Carol, stay with us. We'll stuff our faces together. We'll watch three TVs and do our version of the wave. <laughs> what are they doing? Moving their shoulder blades? 
So Jason really does not. Oh, oh, basically what? <laughs> He's like, hey, why do you got three TVs? And Mike says, well, the plan is Chrissy's going away. Carol's at school. We're just going to hang out, do goofy knucklehead guy stuff. And he's like, oh, goofy knucklehead guy stuff. I wish I were a guy that wasn't married and didn't have a job and could hang out with my kids and just be a guy. And Carol comes in and it's like, oh, fuck. They're like, Carol, what are you doing here? Man. She's like, well, my roommate, her name is Brienne. She's, we met her in the first episode of season seven she's also not all there she set fire to their dorm room with a butane curling iron holy shit that explains the black smudge of soot on carol's face i'm like what is that smudge jason really he's like honey please i don't want to go what if I said I really don't want to go with you? She's like, well, honey, we could always fit a bed in the basement. As in, we'll get separate beds. And you can sleep in the basement and I will sleep upstairs. And there will be no sex had whatsoever for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so, luckily, Mike suggests, hey, how about this? Carol, go with mom. Get out of the house. Keep her company. Dad can stay here and hang with us. Luke and Mike kind of gross Carol out by doing their version of the wave, which is they turn their backs on her and then they start moving their shoulder blades up and down, which is disgusting and weird at the same time. It makes me think like those um, Guinness Book of World Records. It just, ugh, 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 gross. And that is a cold open. Okay, I gotta also say this. Turtlenecks don't look good on anybody, especially a young Leonardo DiCaprio. As cute as that boy is, as cute as that guy is, turtlenecks ain't doing you anything, Lukey. Leo, whatever. Yeah, not, not. And it's a, it's, a, it's like a slate gray colored turtleneck as well. Okay, what Maggie thought was going to be the over 40 crowd... It's the 20-something meet and greet weekend. Really? Well, that ain't so bad. So Maggie's like, oh, so that's why everyone's young and healthy. And this guy, this beefy dude who looks like he works on on a daily basis, walks in and you hear someone in the audience go, whoa! And Carol's like, oh, check out that ass. You could bounce a Toyota off his ass cheeks. Or <laughs> something. <laughs> Ew! Ew, this guy is a rat-faced, greased-up, gold-chain, uh, leisure-suit-wearing freak of nature. Gross, gross, gross. I'm playing this clip because this is kind of comical. Maggie turns this guy down like there's no tomorrow. I would punch that guy in the dick. I usually respond to the come-hither vibes of younger babes, but in your case, I have made an exception... And hither, I came. Shouldn't you be digesting a small rodent? <laughs> Good one, Maggie. I've got it, and I would like to share it with you. Ew! How'd you like to walk away before I slam it in a window? Meaning your penis go away. You're kinky. You're a naughty girl. Five, four. Okay, okay. But I'm the only one here who's almost your age. See me now? Or see me later. borderline harassing her. Great. I've just been insulted by a walking oil slick. I mean, you heard in that clip that guy's a greaseball, slimeball, piece of crap, garbage human being. Who let that man in the door? He thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. I mean, seriously, he's got the, you can tell he's got the widow's peak. He's got it all greased back with some oil. He's got the black sunglasses like he's Tom Cruise in Risky Business. He's got the leisure suit, gold chain, gold ring, hitting on Maggie hard, saying, I got it and I want to give it to you. And she's like, why don't you back off before I slam it, meaning your dick, into a window or in a window or whatever. Yuck. And this is not the first appearance this guy's going to make in this episode. He's going to keep harassing her. I'm like, you need to get out of here before I have you physically removed by a bouncer. There's no bouncer there. So Carol's like, Mom, I wish you'd been... 
had told me ahead of time that you were dragging me to a meat market. And, of course, Maggie's like, honey, I'm sorry. I'm sure you'd rather be studying. And she's like, forget about the studying. Seriously? I left all my spandex at home. Well, Carol, you could always remove a couple layers. Like, oh, say, your coat, jacket, what have you. Even Maggie doesn't have as many layers on as Carol. Then again, I kind of get that. I'm the same way. Like, in a way, like, when you go someplace new, it's almost like your coat is your security blanket. And then when you finally are comfortable enough in your situation, you can take the coat off, finally. Have you ever heard the term... I heard this quite a bit, you know, when I'd always keep my coat on when I went somewhere, like, a family member's or whatever. And they'd always say, someone would always say, take off your coat and stay a while. And it's almost, it sounds so inviting. That, like, hey, take off your coat. It's all right. We're not going to bite you. All right. Ben, Mike, and Luke are on the couch. Jason's in the chair. He probably hasn't moved. And the guys are all just hanging out, chugging two liters straight from the bottle, just the way I like it. Bags and bags of open chips. Luke has some pretzel rods in his ears, which, that's gross. Okay, I'm going to play this clip because this is just funny. The, the Seaver guys and Luke just have it a grand old time. the trials. Let's go to the big boy! Big boy. Okay. They're in a half hour. Then we have to choose between the Wahini Bikini Contest and fly casting with Earl. Wait a minute. How Earl get on there? Yes, my boys. This is the life. I ordered five more pizzas. Excellent! So, alright. Let's go to this giant chalkboard that they have lined with every channel and everything they want to watch. It's almost like a giant version of a TV guide lineup. The Jamaican bobsled team is on in a half hour and then Ben says okay, then we gotta choose the weenie bahini contest meanie bahini, weenie whatever and fly casting with Earl, which is probably Ben's uh secret show that he watches that he just like no we're not watching weekend sports schedule is what that says at the top see we got some stuff we got three wrpt four all sport two wrbs those are all different uh channels so we got Women's wrestling. Let me see if I can move this closer so I can actually see. Women's wrestling, knockout boxing, NCAA, U.S. Olympic gold, fly casting, which I thought he erased and he hasn't done that yet. College football, UCLA, Notre Dame. Uh, we have motocross madness, B Wahini Bikini. Okay, the baseball, Montreal, Chicago, sports update. NFL football, Giants and Bears, pom-pom girls, karate, what's that say? What the, what the, what the hell is that? It looks like skiers preview, women's kayaking, offshore powerboats. They got a lot of stuff on this list. And mind you, they do have three TVs hooked up. And... Ben said he ordered five more pizzas, of course, so each of them can basically get their own pizza. Ring, ring, goes the doorbell. Who's at the door? It's Chrissy. Chrissy, what the hell are you doing here? You're supposed to be at a friend's house. Okay, this is really weird. <laughs> um, so, the school nurse drives Chrissy home? From She's from Greenway Elementary? And, of course, right away, Chrissy goes in and puts her arms out like, Daddy, Daddy, hold me. And, of course, Jason picks her up without knowing 
Like, uh, that there's- you probably should not be having her that close to you. Of course, she isn't like, hey, sweetie! I thought you were supposed to be at the Hendersons. How's my little baby girl? And of course, the nurse says, she has lice. And Jason puts her down so fast, her butt practically hits the floor. Like, I can't get away, get away, get away, out, out, push her out the door. No. No, no, no. She's already infecting the house. Those little lice are crawling all over her. And she, mind you, Chrissy has got a head full of curls. You might have to shave her head, which Ben does later suggest. Yep, she's got old-fashioned head lice. And Jason's like, no, that can't be. We keep a very immaculate house. And you see Ben, Mike, and Luke all throwing food on each other's faces. Bags of chips just tossing them in the air. It's like, guys, please. Oh, the lady does say she got it from somebody in her class. Well, has that kid been removed? You might want to check all of those kids. The entire school. Ugh. I've never had lice. I don't... I don't... I'm kind of curious. Is that, is that still pretty prevalent, the head lice? Is that still like an epidemic? Maybe? I don't know. I'm going to play this clip, though, while I search online about head lice. Dr. Saber, I'm Nurse Rogers from Greenway Elementary. Hello, sweetheart. What are you doing home? You're supposed to be at the Henderson. So is my little... Bitch. She's got lice. Okay. <laughs> lice? Pidiculous humanist capitis, Dr. Saber, otherwise known as good old-fashioned head lice. Oh, no, no, that can't be. It's impossible. We keep an immaculate house around here. <laughs> Most of the time. She got it from another child in her class. It happens in the finest schools, I assure you. There's absolutely no shame involved in this. Shame? No, no, certainly not at all. No, we don't feel shame. Get out! <laughs> now, this does not have to be a serious problem if you'll just follow these simple instructions. Yeah, sure. Have a nice weekend. Daddy, am I going to be all right? Yes, come on. I'm going to take good care of you. Hey, Mike, what does it say to do? Um, well, well, we have to wash her head with a special lice shampoo and pick out every single lice egg off every strand of oh, hair, shit. vacuum the furniture, scrub the floors, strip the beds, wash the sheets, stick your stuffed animals in plastic bags. Whoa, 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 Mike, start over. What do we do first? Kiss our weekend goodbye. Okay, like I said, I gotta ask, did she just get lice that day? Then she just got home. She just walked in the door. I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's a precaution. But... I, and there's five... What? There's Jason, Mike, Luke, Ben. There's four... You can get all of that crap done. Like, within a reasonable amount of time. Jason, of course, is going to have to take care of Chrissy. Which, with her hair, which is going to take forever. Because you know she's got a billion curls of hair on that head. And the nurse is like, oh, there's no shame. It happens in the best of schools. And I'm just thinking, so none of the other kids between Mike and Carol and Ben have never, ever been involved in headlights in any humanly possible way? I mean, I guess not. That's good for them. Uh, let's see, how to clean after lights. Method one, cleaning household supplies. Dry your clothes at high heat. Vacuuming to remove lice. Vacuum your car. Lice can linger in car seats. Alright. How to get rid of head lice. Vinegar. An e a very easy way and effective treatment. Very easy and effective treatment to eliminate head lice is vinegar. Mayonnaise. Another popular home treatment for head lice is mayo. Coconut oil. Kitchen staple is an excellent smothering agent and also good for your hair. Onions. Onions can be used as a natural remedy to treat head lice. How to prevent lice on children. Helping your child prevent a lice infestation. Avoid head-to-head -head contact. Taking measures to avoid a lice infestation. Treating lice. Recognize the symptoms. Yellow, brown, white. Here are some things to kill head lice naturally. Hot oil treatment. Margosa oil. Hair dryer. Mayonnaise. Dishwashing liquid. Can adults get head lice? Short answer, yes. While kids tend to get head lice more often, adults' hair can definitely house an infestation. Teachers, moms, dads, daycare providers, no one is immune to the creepy crawlies. 
Lice are generally transmitted by head-to-head -head contact. Remember, head lice do not jump or fly, so an adult louse can crawl, only crawl from one hair to another. Children ages 3 to 12 are more susceptible to head lice because of their close contact during play and interaction. Chrissy, sweetie, what were you doing? Rubbing heads with another student? Gross. They, yeah, so now probably a letter's going to have to be sent home. That kid originally is going to have to be taken out. All the kids, that whole school's probably going to want to be checked. If that primary suspect number one has been having any contact with any other children other than the ones in the classroom. So, all right, let's move on from the headlights. We'll come back to it. Now we're going to go back to Carol and Maggie. So Maggie kind of asked, like, hey, uh, well, she asked the waiter if there's anything going on tonight. And she said, he tells her that some stockbrokers are going to get really drunk and burp the 1812-whatever overture, whatever that is. So Carol's like, well, actually, I was more referring to, oh, I don't know, organized activities. It's like, well, I guess, I mean, like, there's a dance or something. There's a big dance tomorrow. That's about it. So, Maggie is reminiscing about Jason, who used to wear when he wore bell-bottoms. And he would dance so long his bell-bottoms rang. Whatever that means. And she said that his nickname was Saturday Night Seaver. Wow, Carol is really negative. Because Maggie says, hey, Carol, there's a guy over there checking you out. There's two guys sitting at a table. One is Dwight. The other one is wearing... A blazer and a turtleneck. And Maggie's like, yeah, the one with the turtleneck is definitely checking you out. And of course, Carol's all negative about it, saying, oh, if he takes me out, I have the time of my life. Then two weeks later, I'm sitting by the phone, crying, eating nachos, salted by my own tears. So, the guy's name is Brad. He goes to introduce himself, but it's cough because Carol's like, buzz off, scuzz bucket. And she looks up, it's like, Jeez, Carol, you really know how to throw off, you know, turn off somebody. Dang. Luckily, Maggie covers for her. Just says that she's joking. But this guy knows flattery. He's like, oh, are you two uh, sisters? And Maggie just eats that up. She loves that compliment. Dwight goes over to her, to Maggie, and says, oh, I bet you're the older one. Like, oh, Dwight. Not <laughs> a great first impression, guy. I'm going to play Dwight's introduction because he is just so nervous and goofy at the same time. He tries to compliment but ends up insulting Maggie. But it's just like, oh my goodness, this guy, this guy. I bet you're the older one. Not older, more beautiful. Not that you're not beautiful, it's just so, well, she's blonde. If it's real, I think it is. If you'll excuse me, I think I'm going to go back to my room and respool my floss. <laughs> he doesn't get out much. Look, maybe this is a bad time. We'll, uh, catch you later? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. I want him. I'm sure you do, Carol. So Dwight is like, oh, I'm, you're, uh, you know, the more beautiful one. And then he turns to Carol, like, I mean, not that you're not beautiful, but it's just that she's blonde. Is it real blonde? I bet it is. And he's like, oh, excuse me. I'm going to go back to my hotel and re-spool my floss. Like, uh, poor, poor Dwight. Of course, um, Brad in the turtleneck says, hey, I guess I'll catch you later. That guy doesn't get out much. Of course, when Brad leaves... Carol grabs Maggie's arm and says, I want him. Like, I'm sure you do. So now we're in the exercise room. Both Maggie and Carol are on treadmills. While Carol's picking up a pretty decent pace, Maggie is just, like, dragging her feet, going as slow as she possibly can. I've never seen a piece of exercise equipment that uh, criticizes you for how slow you go. It makes me think of uh, that that um, Garfield special, I think it's the Thanksgiving one, where Garfield gets on the weight scale and it tells him, like, are you um, Orson Welles? I loved the movie you were in, Citizen Kane. <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Which, I did do a review on um, this podcast, the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast, which has more than just the Wonder Years, you know, has Growing Pains, Mr. Belvedere, and so on and so forth. 
but it just um, a few Christmases ago, I or Thanksgiving, I did cover the Garfield Thanksgiving. So if you want to watch, listen to that. That's on there. So Carol, what she's wearing is just a simple, you know, extra sleeveless exercise tank top. And already, I mean, this is season seven, but you can already tell that Tracy Gold has lost a considerable amount of weight, like unhealthily. Like, it's very, very concerning and noticeable. We get this disgusting, grease-haired creep again. He's smoking a cigarette inside of a health club. How is that not, like... How is he not told to, like, go outside with that? Because I don't think there's any building other than maybe a bar that you can actually smoke in. I don't even know. Can you still smoke in bars? I don't go to them, so I'm not sure. Okay, look a little winded. I just like some mouth to mouth. If you don't leave me alone, I'll have you arrested. Thank you. Cut me, frisk me, make me squeal. seconds before I feel that. <laughs> so, I'm gonna leave secure in the knowledge you dig me. This is gross. Go away. So this guy is all like, hey, how about a little mouth to mouth? And Maggie's like, you need to stop or I will have you arrested for harassment, basically. She takes his lit cigarette, opens up his leotard bottoms, tosses the lit cigarette inside. Yes! Thank you! This guy, Maggie knows how to take care of herself. She really, really does. Yeah, Tracy Gold's clavicle to collarbone is, like, really jutting. Oh, my. This this breaks my heart just seeing her like this. This really, really does. So Brad comes along and kind of escorts Carol to, you know, watch him, like, spot him while he does exercises or something. So Dwight kind of makes a fool of himself out of himself in front of Maggie and she's like no my husband's not here it's just us girls me and my daughter now we go back to the Seaver house where Jason has little hair clips in Chrissy's hair so he can kind of keep track of how many um hairs that he has gone through on her head with a lice comb actually I don't even think he's using a lice comb he's just using like one of those uh no, I think he is using a lace comb. Oh! Chrissy's wearing... It might be Carol's Carol, Columbia University shirt. I don't know. Or maybe she got a child size one just for Chrissy. Are you mad at me? No, why would you say that, sweetheart? Because you're making the same noise as you do when you pay bills. <laughs> okay, I hate doing this. But I love you, and when we love somebody, we'll do anything for them, like comb lice eggs out of their hair, help them with their homework, go places we don't want to go, do things we don't want to do, like dancing. Do you want to dance? Great, I get my Muppets record! No, 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 Come here, sweetheart. Maybe later. I still got a few more hairs to cover. How many hairs do I have, Daddy? You have billions and billions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get sent home from school. Great vacation. And no girl will ever date 
these lice found, and I want them dead. What girl's dating this at all? So, Chrissy kind of asks, like, her dad, like, Daddy, are you mad at me? And he's like, no, why? And she says, well, because you're making the same noises you make when you pay bills. And it's like, well, no, honey, it's not that. It's just I really hate having to do this. And he's, like, listing all the things that he doesn't like to do. You know, he says, I hate doing this, but I love you, so it's worth it. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta do things that you don't especially like for the people you love, like comb lice eggs out of their hair or go dancing. And Chrissy's like, oh, really? You want to go dancing? Okay. And she, can, she hops off that stool and is almost up the stairs. And Jason's like, no, 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 no. I still got a million hairs of yours to go through. Because he's only got like three clips kind of in the front of her hair. But she's still, Chrissy is a very curly-headed child. So imagine she's got a bazillion hairs on her head that he still has to go through. And it looks like it is very, very tedious work. I'm surprised that he doesn't hate Mike, Ben, uh, Luke, one of you. Grab another comb and get to, to plucking the lice eggs off your sister's head. Because <laughs> it does, she does have a lot of hair. It's like you could start on one side of her head and someone else could start on the other and they can meet in the middle. So Mike and Luke come down with a crap ton of laundry and Luke's like, hey, I figure we got, like, 40 loads of laundry to do. And Mike's like, well, I mean, if we take Carol's stuff and, like, tor you know, throw kerosene on it and, like, start it on fire, that'll, like, eliminate half of it. And Jason's like, well, where is Ben? He really is supposed to be helping you with this. And Luke's like, well, he's upstairs studying to get into the head of a louse. <laughs> So Jason's like, Ben, can you please get your ass down here and help us? Ben's like, hey, Dad, guess what? As he's carrying this book, I figured whales, manatees, and porpoises, or whatever the hell, don't, oh, he said armadillos, don't get lice. At first, you probably don't know what the hell he's talking about, but no, later we'll see he's referring to Chrissy's stuffed animals. One in particular is Mr. Blowhole. He's a whale who... Chrissy is going to, they got all the stuffed animals in a garbage bag and they toss them in the basement. But of course she is going to bring out Mr. Blowhole later. Which is going to cause a frenzy. A panic if you will. So Ben's not taking this situation seriously with the headlights. Like, we're talking one itty bitty little bug here. And Mike's like, Dad, let me handle this. I speak Ben as he pulls Ben aside and says, Ben, here, let me tell you how serious head lice is. One, uh, you get sent home from school. So, Mike, yeah, he paints a picture of saying, like, say one of these little lice eggs, like, pops open and hatches in the house and pops into your head. I like how Mike says, we are talking lycecapades if it pops into your hair. The first he says people will start calling you cootie head. Ben, like, pretty much has the answer for just about everything Mike says. I've been called worse. Uh, you'll get sent home from school. Free vacation. Okay, um, no girl, this gets out, no girl will ever date you. They will have nothing to do with you. You will be like a leper to society. Of course, Ben is like, I want these lice found, and I want them dead. And I'm like, no girl is dating Ben, period. Only one girl even liked you even a little bit. And that's because you ended up taking advantage of her, so she went to Luke. Poor Cheryl. Why did they have to notify Ben? I will never be able to get over that fact. He was so cool in, like, season six. And they nerdified the hell out of his ass this season. Why? Because they were bringing in Leonardo DiCaprio? So let's throw some glasses on old Benny boy and make him look nerdish. I don't know. Well, at least now Ben is on the same voice-killing team as everyone else. But now we come back to the 20-something meet-and-greet. Brad comes over, whisks Carol away, and... Maggie's just sitting there by herself. Dwight comes over with some flowers. Dwight is such a sweetheart of a guy. 
So, Maggie is a little stunned. She's like, do I please sit down? We do have to clear something up. And she does mention, you know, I am married. I'm not, I, this is, it's cute and all, but really. And poor Dwight feels terrible. He starts hitting himself in the head with the flowers, like, stupid, stupid, stupid. And Maggie's like, well, do you want to dance? And then they go out on the dance. And, and Dwight's got some moves. He's got some moves. He is amazing, an amazing dancer. Man is back again. He's like, hey, baby, want to lick my kneecaps? And... Maggie is like, I want to fucking kill you is what I want to do. And the guy's like, oh, if you don't dance with me, I'll gouge out my eyes with this salad fork. And Maggie just, here, here's the fork. Just, just do it. I can't. I can't. This guy is a disgusting pig. He's so gross and, and just sexist and just blech. No lady that I can even imagine will want some creep like this hitting on them constantly. Okay, so Luke says now that we're back at the house, he washed all the sheets, vacuumed the mattresses, and the box springs. Poor guy. So, yeah. Luke's like, hey, where's Ben? Mike says, hey, he's probably upstairs scrubbing everything that isn't nailed to the floor. So, Mike and Luke chill on the couch. They take a little itty-bitty break. And Luke says, hey, look, you've known Ben longer than I have. And I appreciate that he's doing all the work now and kind of giving us a break. But does he usually go completely nuts like this? Ben comes down wearing a shower cap, wearing a latex apron, wearing latex gloves. It's pretty creepy. And he's complaining about, like, what are you guys still doing? There's more work to do. Like, we've done it. Go away. Washed all the sheets, vacuumed the mattresses and box springs. Good. Hey, where's Ben? Uh, I think he's upstairs, scrubbing everything that hasn't been nailed down. Look, uh, you've known Ben longer than I have. I mean, I'm glad that he's doing all the work, but does he always get carried away like this? There's work to be done. Well, have mercy on us, rubber man. I think we're finished. Oh, really? I'll be the judge of that. Let's go to the big board. There's no check mark next to stuffed animals. Mike and I put them in plastic bags to starve the lice. Your rubberness. What is this? Some kind of joke to you guys? This is my life here. I'm trying to deal with a major health crisis. And I'm sure Dad will back me on this. Ben, take off that outfit. <laughs> He looked like a bathtub stopper. <laughs> Dad, come on, will you tell the Lord of Latex here that uh, we're done? I'm sorry, Dad, but we are not done until the cootie board says, oh, we're done. <laughs> Good, I'm going out. Mike, I'm going to leave you in charge of the others. Okay. Well, that's nice to know I'm your first choice, Dad. You weren't. Carol's out and Chrissy's too short. <laughs> some unfinished business to take care of. I'm going to call you guys in a couple hours. Okay. See ya. Bye-bye. I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching the all-girl tractor pull. All right. <laughs> so now the big board has the the cootie cleanup, or how Ben refers to it as. They're pretty much done. And Ben's like, there's nothing more here marked next to the stuffed animals. And Luke says, yeah, we put them in garbage bags. It's done. It's over. And the fact that Ben is like, hey, you're not taking this seriously. And he's like, I bet Dad will back me on this. Jason comes in and is like, Ben, take off that ridiculous outfit. You look like a bathroom. What do you say, a bathtub stopper? I love <laughs> one of the, the terms they call, the insults they call Ben is the Lord of Latex. <laughs> Jason says, hey, look, I'm out. I'm going to go take care of some unfinished business. He's basically going to go up and uh, surprise Maggie at the uh, resort. And says, Mike, you're in charge. And J Mike says, great, Dad, that's nice that I was your first choice. And Jason says, well, you weren't. Carol's out and Chrissy is too short. Notice how Ben was not on that list. Or Luke, for that matter. Alright, the all-girl tractor pull. Never heard of it. But apparently, the guys are into it. Chrissy comes in, has Mr. Blowhole, 
and says, can you make me a PB&J sandwich? Mr. Blowhole would also like a PB&J. And he's like, all right. And they're like, wait a minute. What is he doing out of the garbage bag that was down in the basement? And Chrissy, of course, said, well, Ben said that whales don't get lice back when he came down and said that to Jason. But, ugh, Ben, you're an idiot. Now they're all freaking out. Great, we got to do everything all over again. And Ben's like, no, I don't think we do. Hey, Chrissy, you want to look like Sinead O'Connor? As in, I'm going to shave your head. cheese sandwich and not a PB&J and apparently she took Mr. Blowhole out of the plastic bag this morning after Ben said they whales don't get lice and like oh my gosh you took him out of the basement did you drag him all over the house too like uh, they're all freaking out like great we gotta do all this crap all over again Chrissy's like you don't have to shampoo my head again do you no, we'll just shave your... Ben, like, freaks out on her. It's like, we're gonna shave your head. And you'll look like Sinead O'Connor. And Luke and Mike have to hold him back, and Chrissy's got a toilet scrubber, like, right underneath Ben's chin. Like, I will stab you with this. So Brad takes Carol to go make out in the exercise room, and it's dark, and she's like, oh, I hope we don't get in trouble. And he's like, oh, I've never been here before. Because, you know, it's in the dark. But he turns the light on. And, of course, they start making out by a treadmill that that the voice comes on and says, Keep moving or you're going to pick up your place, pick up your pace, Slowpoke. And he's like, Oh, Carol, I thought that was you. And she has a sudden realization, like, Wait a minute. You said you'd never been here before, but you knew where the lights were. What is this bullshit? She calls them on it. Carol says, I need someone who means it when he kisses me and doesn't lie. He's like, oh, when did I lie? She goes over to the light switch and says, yeah. You said you'd never been in here before. When we were in the dark yet, you knew where the light switch was? Basically, go fuck yourself. Yes, that guy's a slimeball piece of crap. Cut back to Maggie and Joy, uh, Maggie and Joyce, Maggie and Dwight, who are dancing up a storm, and Jason comes and surprises her. Aww. May I cut in? Jason? Oh, honey, what are you doing here? Well, after we finished dinner, I had a craving for something sweet. My Saturday night seaver is back. sort of a tingly, intense, light, sort of super Maggie kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently all the girls want to dance with Dwight, but he's like, no, no, no. He goes over to Carol and asks her to dance. Aww. See, Dwight is a guy that will treat you right, Carol. I don't know kind of what happened between the end of Growing Pains and when that ended in 92 and then the Seaver movie came out, the Growing Pains movie came out in the year 2000. So I don't know, something probably happened in those eight years that she and Dwight maybe just drifted apart, maybe he got a job somewhere and she couldn't follow. Who knows? And that's basically how the episode ends. It's just you know, they're dancing, having a great time, and then the credits come up. So I thought this was a cute episode. Um... 
it was really the only Chrissy episode I could think of doing other than the birth of a savior, which I'll conquer. I'll do that one next year. Because um, I also would like to kind of get back into the Mr. Belvedere episodes, too. So we'll kind of, you know, maybe flip-flop a little bit here and there. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but... Yeah, as far as for the next couple months, I'm going to be doing some other things. I might get to a Growing Pains episode. I might just hold off till... I'm definitely going to do the Christmas... It's not... I think it's called It's Not Easy Being Green, which is the Season 7 Christmas episode of Growing Pains. I think I'll do that one in December. Um, there's a Maggie and a Jason episode I do want to get to. There is one with Maggie where she loses her dad, um, Eddie, who passes away. And then there, that's from season six, I believe. And then there's also one, I think it might be season two or three, where Jason helps a young uh, classmate of Mike's who's contemplating suicide. So I think both those episodes are done really well. I really like Jason, or um, Alan Thicke in that episode where he's talking to that girl and trying to, you know, really... At one point, she, like, grabs at him, and he has to, like, grab at her to, like, like, hey, calm down, calm down. But also, when Maggie loses her father, at the very end of the episode, when she learns that he, you know, unfortunately passes, Joanna Kearns does an amazing job just conveying that heartbreak and that loss of, no, I can't believe that he passed away. We're finally going to pick up where we left off and we were going to go fishing together and everything. So I will probably tackle those probably maybe next month, maybe October. We'll see. We'll see. So like I said, I really would like to try to get back into Mr. Belvedere as well. And occasionally you'll also do growing pains. Well, so we'll see. But um, like I said, I had fun with this episode. Um, I never had lice, but I do remember a time when I was in high school and I took this, um, agriculture class and, um, there's, uh, it was like a career tech center, um, where you could take different classes and, uh, was it, was there was, I don't know if it was cosmetology or whatever it was, but it was like, they're doing like facials and other different things and you know doing your hair and I was having a really hard time I was having a really bad day and they were nice enough you know they were taking volunteers and it was me and this other girl who was kind of you know also quiet and she was a nice girl and everything but only later did I realize that this girl her session was cut short because she actually did have lice and luckily you know I didn't I didn't catch it or anything like that. Like it said, um, when I was looking it up, they don't jump from head to head and we weren't anywhere near each other, so, but still, it's like, good grief. But alrighty, like I said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I thought it was fun, got to learn about head lice, and, uh, got to see that, you know, that out of those three guys that were there at that, uh, resort, only one of them turned out to be a decent guy. Dwight, this is his first appearance. We'll see him in other episodes. So, all right, everybody, have a great week. Bye bye.